You can call her mayhem or mayday Talk shit, she at your head I ain't talking bald face She don't fuck with baby daddies Fucking up the funk sway Taking care of four kids Sunday to Sunday Fly earth and round trips When she hit the runway Comedy original She do shit her own way Made the stage her place Moving at her own pace Fuck with her the wrong way This gonna be a long day She watch basketball wives Loving hip hop too Born in 81 One day four turned to 82 Funny, ratchet, and cute. She a winner, that's true. She don't even take L's eating alphabet soup. Mayday, mayhem, 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 mayday, mayhem. She a cool black nerd, always been smart. Ever since she turned eight, wanted her name in the charts. Monty Python was a shit. Richard Pryor made a star. Red Fox and Eddie Murphy, inspiration to her art. Welcome to the Mayday Mayhem Podcast. I am your host, Mayday Mayhem. And today, we will be discussing another late and great of all times. Now, last time we discussed Moms Mabley, a mom of comedy. The original queen of comedy. Now we can't discuss the original queen, the original mom of comedy without discussing the original king, the original father of comedy. And I think we all know who I am speaking of. The one the only Mr. Red Fox. Now, I look up to Red Fox. I 
I look up to Red Fox, Richard Pryor, um, Whoopi Goldberg, Moms Mabley. The list goes on and on and on of the comedic greats that I look up to for their comedic style and not only that but the intelligence that they're that they play in their comedic roles and actions but today we are here to pay homage to Mr. Red Fox now if you do not know Mr. Red Fox was born Mr. John Elroy Sanford, and he was born December 9th, 1922. No wonder I like him so much. He's a Sagittarius. <laughs> yeah. No wonder I love Red so much. <sighs> Reminds me of my baby daddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yes, he was also better known for his name, Mr. Red Fox. He was an American stand-up comedian and an actor. Now, anyone who is anyone knows that Red Fox got his name and his comedy stardom from his raunchy comedy, like his foul mouth. And you would call his comedy foul, but in one comedy interview, he was saying, you know, you find my language or words I use file, but the words I use is not file. These are words we use every day. You know, people use these words when they get up. You know, I just happen to wake up at night. <laughs> you know, he, he told it how it was. He was raw. And that's what I liked and admired about Red Fox. Now, um, he gained uh, most of his success during raunchy nightclubs during the 1950s and 1960s. He was known as the king of party records and he performed on more than 50 records in his lifetime. He portrayed Fred G. Sanford on a television show, Sanford and Son, and starred the Red Fox Show and the Royal Family. He projected included All in the Fine Young Cannibals and The Cotton Comes to Harlem. Norman, Is That You? and Harlem Nights in 1989. And that was a class cast of Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, Della Reese. Um, it was a slew of stars in that movie. And it classic movie, classic Harlem Nights. But you know, everyone pretty much knows Red Fox from Sanford and Son. In 2004, uh, Fox was ranked 24th in the Comedy Central Presents 100 Greatest Stand-Ups of All Time. Fox not only influenced many comedians, but was often portrayed in popular culture as well.
as many results of his catchphrases, body languages, and facial expressions exhibited on Sanford and Son. Now, if you don't know some of his catchphrases, you should know. Elizabeth, I'm coming home, Elizabeth, where he's clutching his chest and he's faking as though he's having a heart attack. Or as though he's calling out to his Lamont, his son, you big dummy. You know, because of course on the, on the series Sanford and Son, they had a, uh, a junkyard pretty much in the middle, pretty much of the hood. And they had all type of stuff. Very classic show. That's where he got his start on from. But not only that, Red Fox was a pistol. And when I say a pistol, literally, he was a pistol. Now, there's a story going around that um he pulled the uh, <laughs> he him and Slappy White. Now, if you don't know Slappy, he also played on um Sanford and Son. And Slappy White played as um Melvin on Sanford and Son. He was the friend they used to come in and visit every now and then. If I'm not mistaken, he played on five episodes of Sanford and Son. But him and Slappy um, White had a pretty much a disagreement. And it was a story going around where um, pretty much Slappy owed Red Fox $500. And <laughs> listen to it, y'all. It's, it's hilarious. And this is why I love Red Fox. So Slappy owed Red $500. So, you know, Red like, yo, where my money at? So Slappy got smart with Red. Like, yo, you running up on me for $500? You know, he got real slick with him. So Fred was like, all right, I got you, player. Watch this. Fred caught Slappy, right? And Fred was, I guess, known to, of course, allegedly carry his little... Derringer with him. If you don't know what a Derringer is, a very small pistol, very small. He had his Derringer with him. Allegedly, Fred took out his Derringer, put a bullet out, took a bullet out of the chamber, threw it at Slappy's head, and told him, next time, the other one will be faster. Run me my money. Nah. <laughs> if somebody walked up to me <laughs> and took a bullet out and threw it at me and said, look, if you don't run me my money, the next one is going to be faster. For one, I'm going to run them their money. But two... I'm going to laugh my ass off. Like, what? And that's pretty much what Slappy did. And it was so hilarious that it not only 
catapulted Slappy's career, but it catapulted Red Fox's career. So it worked in his favor, but that's how ingenious Red Fox was. Now, honestly, back in these days, you're talking about 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s. You know, $500 was a lot of money. Be real. He could have easily beat him up. He, he could have honestly really hurt him. But no, this fool, being the Sagittarius he is, being as crazy as he is, allegedly, he going to take the bullet and throw it at him and say, next time the next bullet going to be faster, run me my money. Let me get his fool his money before I have to bust him upset. Have you lost your mind? You crazy. <laughs> what? You couldn't do nothing but laugh and run him his money. Like, I'm gone. Let me get your money before you really do shoot me. Because you did that. I believe you would shoot me. So, that's one of the things that he did. Allegedly. and But it was so... Funny and powerful that, like, it really did catapult Slappy's career, Slappy White's career, to where he performed a poetic, um, a whole skit in front of the president. Um, because him and Red Fox had history. Him and Red Fox uh, actually performed together because now Slappy White came from, um, he was on uh Chitlin circuit. And we all know the Chitlin circuit from when we talked about with Moms Mabley. The Chitlin circuit was nothing but pretty much the black traveling circus. That's pretty much what it was. It was a traveling performers and entertainers that traveled. It was pretty much a black circus, but it was called a Chitlin Circuit. So Slappy at one point in time ran away, but we'll save him for a different time. But him and Red Fox, you know, ran together. And another thing that I admire about Red Fox, Slappy was his friend. Not only was Slappy was his friend, Lawanda Page was his friend. Who was LaWanda Page? LaWanda Page played, um, she played on Saffron Sign. She played Aunt Esther. She was a friend of his. Not only did he perform and take his shows, but he performed and talked, brought his friends and associates with him because when he had Sanford and son, they did not want LaWanda page to play. They did not want her to play, um, a Nestor. They wanted another actress to play it. And he said, no, I want her to play it. 
And he pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed for her because she was a Esther. He believed in her because that was his friend. And he was like, that role was for her. No, that's for her. And he believed in her and he brought his friends with him. That's what I admired the most about him. He believed in his friends because his friends believed in him. Not only that, um, um, Pat Mariato, I can never say his name right, but you know him from the Karate Kid. He played Mr. Miyagi. Everyone knows him as that. And he started out on what? Sanford and Son. He helped mentor and uh, so many people looked up to Red Fox. So many. So many. He, he, he just, he believed in people and his friends and he brought them with him. But let's go back. I jumped ahead of myself because this is how much I admire Red Fox. Like I really do admire him. And this is why. Because like I said, my comedy is based off his legacy. He helped me build my foundation. My comedy is based on things that happened in my life. Just like he talked about little jokes and puns and stuff. I have little jokes and puns, but my jokes and puns are real life shit that's happened. Of course, it's little jokes that you, of course, he's made up and whatever. But it's also, he talk about real life shit. You know, he, he, he writes his own material. He becomes himself. He even speaks about one time where he was doing an interview and he speaks about one time where he was in a club and he was trying to do a clean act and he was just bombing, bombing, bombing. And the promoter pretty much told him, look, just go out there, be yourself. Do you don't try to clean up your act. Just be you. Be yourself. Be natural. And what did he do? He just said, fuck it. I'm going to go out there, be myself, be natural, and act. Just do it. And guess what? He killed it. He had a standing ovation. Standing audience. And that's what I strive to be. I don't want to be something I'm not. I don't want to change my material or change what I am or change how I portray my material. I want to be raw. I want to be me. So that's why I look up to comedians like Red Fox, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Moms Mabel. I want to stay true to 
my comedy, in my heart, in my foundation. So this is why he is so important to me. This is why I'm so geeked. I'm having brain tingles, y'all. Y'all know my brain tingling. Oh, shit. A brain tingling. I'm, I'm geeking out over here. Like, um, I feel like I'm so angry. I was born in the wrong time. Like, I would have loved to wanted to meet Red Fox. Like, now, I probably would have geeked out over him. Like, oh my God! Oh my God, it's Red Fox! I would have geeked out. Yeah. Yep, totally probably would have been like fainting, crying, makeup everywhere. Oh my God. Yeah. Probably would have did the same thing with probably all of them. Because they really are like idols to me. Because I can remember, like I said, I listened to these people. Growing up, my family had the actual LPs, had the actual vinyls, and used to listen to these records. And I used to hear these records and hear Leroy and Skillet in the hallways playing Red Fox, Richard Pryor. I used to hear these in the hallway playing. And then they throw a little church music in there. I'm coming up on the rough side of the mountain. They'll throw that up in there. But then they'll throw some more Leroy and Skillet. They'll throw some more Richard Pryor in there. I'm like, oh, Lord, let me go ride my bike in the hallway. Beep, beep. I'm coming down the hallway, princess. <laughs> like, move out the way. Where's the dog? Move. I'm coming. So, <laughs> for real, get the dog, Leroy, princess, let's go. We're going outside. We can't listen to that until I got older and understood what it was. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> with the other kids, they got that stuff on y'all. Come on, <laughs> play close to the door. <laughs> But seriously, this is why I admire these comedians because it was raw. It was real. He told jokes and they were racial jokes. They were sexist jokes. They were very raunchy jokes and he just, he ain't getting no fuck. He did not care. And his thing was, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. If that's the joke you're going to tell, tell it. If that's your style, that's your style. If that's not your style, that's not your style. Just be true to you. That's why I, I love Red Fox and all these comedians. But like I said, let's go back. Now, like I said, he was born John Elroy Stanford. And he was actually born um he was actually born in St. Louis, Missouri. And he was raised in the South Side of Chicago. 
I can say that I'm from Chicago. Ew, may they may him. Ew. But yes, he was raised on the South Side of Chicago. His father, Fred Sanford, an electrician and auto mechanic from Hickman, Kentucky, left the family when Fox was four years old. He was raised by his half Seminole mother, Mary Hughes, from Elvis, uh oh, Elvisville, Mississippi. His grandmother and his minister, Fox, attended DuSable High School in Chicago Bronzeville neighborhood with future Chicago Mayor Harold Washington. Very, very, very known name in my house, Mayor Harold Washington. Fox had an older brother, Fred Jr., who provided the same, who provided the name for his character on Sanford and Son. On July 27, 1939, Fox performed on the Major Bowles Amateur Hour radio show as part of the Jump Swing Six. In the 1940s, he met Malcolm Little. Now, trivia. Who is also Malcolm Little? He has another name, but um, we're going to see. I'm going to give you a few seconds. I'm looking at my time. I'm just going to give y'all about three more seconds, two more seconds. Who's Malcolm Little? Time's up. If you don't know who Malcolm Little is, I'm going to punch you in the forehead. It's Malcolm X. Later known as Malcolm X in his autobiography, Fact, Fox is referred to as Chicago Red, the funniest dishwasher on this earth. He earned a nickname because of his reddish hair and complexion. During World War II, Fox dodged the draft by eating a half bar of soap before his physical, a trick that resulted in heart palpitations. On September 30th, 1946, Fox recorded five songs for the Savory label under the direction of Teddy Ray. Damn, that was before my mama was born. Good, goodly money before my mama and daddy was born. My grandma was out there. I bet my grandma was out there listening to that. She was out there probably being fast too. She probably was. She probably was. I know she was, cause I'm fast. She probably was. <laughs> I'm just playing y'all. Or am I? No, I'm just playing y'all for real. <laughs> but as you see, he had humble beginnings. He really did have humble beginnings. So I'm I'm just I'm I'm just enamored and awe of his beginnings. But in that he did have also he did get married. What he was married one, two. He was married, what, four times. His first wife, he was only married uh, a couple of years. Now, his second wife, he was married uh, for about, what, close to 20 years, about 18 years. 
um, because they had a daughter together, but actually the daughter was alleged. Well, no lie, allegedly because she, he pretty much adopted her and or whatever, allegedly adopted her, but she still is his daughter. And from what is allegedly she married Jackie Jackson, I believe. Don't quote me. That's what was told to me. But, um, yeah. But he was, he divorced her due to infidelity. Then he got married again shortly after that, in like 1976. He was married for a couple of years after that. Ugh. Like red, red, red. But um, now the only thing red was swarmed with financial problems um, and tax problems. Um, and it was mainly due to his divorces and over his contracts that, you know, he got messed over with due to like... Um, what Sanford and Son and but pretty much bad bad management bad management so he made some bad business decisions as we all do he lived he learned so ultimately he still enjoyed himself and he taught the world and he mentored so many people like myself and many before and many after me. So he gave the world so much and I can't do nothing but pay honor and homage to him. Now, sadly, um, October the 11th in 1991, during a break from the rehearsal of the Royal family, Fox suffered a heart attack on set. Um, he was pretty much finna have an interview and he, they thought he was playing, you know, cause he always had an ongoing break, you know, because with the Sanford and son, you know, Oh, I'm coming Elizabeth. I'm coming. You know, he always clutched his chest, but this time he clutched his chest and he fell and he didn't get up. That's when they realized it was a problem and he did not recover and he subsequently passed away um, about four hours later at the hospital. He was taken to Queen of Angela's Hollywood Presbyterian Medical Center and about four and a half hours after admission, um, he again was pronounced dead because allegedly he was pronounced dead on the set, but they brought him back and allegedly, um, he was buried at Palm Memorial Park, also known as Palm Eastern Cemetery in Las Vegas. Um, Fox's mother, Mary Sanford Carlson, 
She passed in 1993. She outlived her son by two years. Um, she went home with her baby. So he influenced so many other actors, you know, Richard Pryor, um, Chris Rock, Jamie Foxx, all of these comedians are noted for saying how much Red Fox has has mentored them and has been a part of their psyche and a part of their, you know, their life. So we cannot go without saying and without giving honor and homage to Red Fox. You know, he's been popular, even popular portrayed throughout media countless times on The Simpsons, um, in Living Color. Um, it's been so many shows that he's been portrayed in. Um, so many. And it, the list is going to go on and on. So we're just going to continue to give homage to him and he's going to continue to be a role model, even in death, he's going to continue to be a role model because he is still my role model. I still look up to him. I still listen to some of his stand-up comedy that you can find on YouTube. You can easily find his stand-up comedy on YouTube. Um, hell, a few days ago, I was looking at his, uh, what it's called on location. It's actually on YouTube. It was one, one of his first HBO specials. Um, that was back in the day when, um, before my time, my dears, this really is before my time, but I do remember a time when cable, you actually had to call in and order shit. You know, it wasn't no press of the button. You had to order the shit. So yeah, but this is before my time, but he had an HBO special and you can actually listen to his comedy. There is some of his interviews out there that you can actually listen to and hear his words so he can still mentor you. You can still hear his words and still get his lessons. So it's not like you can't be taught by him. You can still hear it. So I strongly advise Take a look at Red Fox. He is the man. Like I said, I look up to him. Take a look at it. Look at all of his work. Look at some of his work. Look at a smidgen of his work. A piece of his work is very raunchy. It's very graphic. And I love it. I love it. He is what helped create the Mayday Mayhem. So. I love him. <laughs> and at this time, we are going to take a break and we will be right back. Mm -hmm. 
And I want to take this time to thank you for listening to the Mayday Mayhem podcast. And I am your host, Mayday Mayhem. And you can not only catch me on Anchor FM, but you can catch me on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. If you have a streaming device, listen to your girl, Mayday Mayhem. Ew. I would also like to take this time and thank all my sponsors and listeners support because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So I would like to say thank you and I love y'all. Let's keep going on with the show. And welcome back to the Mayday Mayhem podcast. And I am your host, Mayday Mayhem M. And we are back from our break. Now, y'all, this Gorilla Glue shit is gone too far. Now, now, uh, I have to say this because now every, every day now, I'm tired of talking about this Gorilla Glue bullshit, like for real, for real. But I got to say this because this is my platform and this is a way for me to get my word out. <clears throat> Excuse me. But however, I am sick the fuck. Now y'all know this is a graphic channel. I use very graphic language. However, I am sick the fuck of these people and these children. I can't even, these people and these children out here, these goddamn gorilla glue. What the fuck? I don't blame Gorilla Glue. <clears throat> it's not Gorilla Glue fucking fault. Because guess what, people? I I am going to go. You know what? I'm going to try this. I'm going to see if I can go and see if I can go to a hardware store. Now, I, I've been to several hardware stores, people. Several. I have been to several beauty supplies. Hell, I have four damn girls. And I'm a girl myself. That means there's a lot of goddamn hair around my house. That means I'm combing a lot of hair. I'm braiding a lot of hair. I'm combing a lot of wigs. Because I like to braid my own hair. And and sometimes I like to let my hair breathe, you know. And sometimes I be natural and I let my hair hang down. You know, she got some length, you know, L-L, Mayday Mayhem, L. But for the mat, for the fact of the matter is, it's, it's length up in this house. All of us got hair. We all got hair hair in this house. And it's a house full of girls. So they like to break shit in my house. So guess who got to fix the shit? Because guess who's a single mommy? Ding, 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 ding. Me. So guess we got to fix the shit. Ding, 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 ding. Right here again. The chick's right here. Right here. So, I have both hair glue and I have, what's this? Wood glue. It's 
just for crafting because I also, you know, I make pillows and I sew pillows. You know, that's a craft that I do sparingly. Um, so I use glue, fabric glue, wood glue, all type of glues. And there's no fucking way possible I could ever in my life mix up hair glue for craft glue or craft glue for hair glue. For one, the smell, the smell is quite different. It's a very, very pungent odor. I might say so myself. Dealing with glues. Maybe my nose is more sensitive to glues, but it's a very different odor, especially dealing with gorilla fucking glue. And now, like I said, I can go to any Menards. I can go to any Lowe's. I can go to any... Um, I can go to any Menards, any Lowe's, any Ace, any, I'm trying to think of hardware stores where they don't sell nothing but tools, um, Home Depot, um, I'm thinking nothing but hardware stores, um, um, Goddamn mechanic stores. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, O'Reilly's. Um, uh, what's the other mechanic store? Um, shit. Um, any damn place. Mechanic store, hardware stores. I can go to any one of those and I will find Gorilla Glue. Why? Because you use that for cars, you use that for crafting, you use that for things of that nature. I'm not, I will not find got to be glued hair glue inside of an automotive place. Okay. Now, if I go into a beauty supply store, if I take my punk ass into the beauty supply house, I will not find got to be glued. I'm sorry. I will not find Gorilla Glue in a beauty supply house. I'm sorry. I will find adhesive for lace fronts because I got some adhesive in my hair bin right now for lace fronts. I will find gel I will find uh got to be glue hairspray the same yellow fucking can that I have in my cabinet I will find in the beauty supply it's a yellow can that says got to be glue hairspray it says on there hairspray for your fucking hair in a beauty supply Gorilla glue is not in the fucking beauty supply. So if it's not in the beauty supply, that means it doesn't go on damn hair. Okay. Now I don't give a fuck 
if it's at now let's say we're at walmart because i know you're going to say well mayday walmart they sell them both because it's a place where you can get both got to be glued and gorilla glue all right smart ass well what section do you find the shit in hmm do you find the gorilla glue in the hair section do you no yet again you find it in the wear the arts and crafts section the paint section you do not find it in the hair section no so it is it's not either or it's it's there is no comparison for it there is no comparison so when you stop making a comparison there's a comparison for it you can't compare it so get that out your head don't try it with me cut the bullshit not today because i'm tired of this gorilla glue shit why am i tired of it because another Another TikTok user has gotten themselves into a situation. Why? Because they have shamelessly tried to do the same shit that this chick has done. They, oh, I mistakenly put Gorilla Glue in my hair. And I went to the hospital and they did absolutely nothing. They told me to put olive oil and some, and some coconut oil on my hair. That's exactly what the fuck they should have told you to do. You shouldn't have brought your ass in there. For one. Number one, we got people out here that's really fucking sick and you wasting their fucking time. Because you want to be a dumbass and put Gorilla Glue in your hair. And Ivana Ray's 20. She says she went to the hospital after putting Gorilla Glue in her hair. Quote unquote, accidentally in a video she posted to a TikTok. In this latest beauty mishap with a heavy duty adhesive to go viral. Do you see what I'm saying? What one motherfucker will do, now you have a hundred motherfuckers doing it. That makes no sense. Now, everybody knows that now we all know. We can say, Miss Brown can say, well, I didn't do it for fame, but yet you're making a profit off of it. Anytime you have an agent, oh, you're making a profit off of it. You did it for fame. And now everyone has seen, damn, she got an agent. She got this. She got that. I'm going to do it. Now you have dumb motherfuckers like this. That's doing it. That's doing it. And they steady doing it. And then they got our younger kids doing it. They steady doing the dumb shit. And we steady having to have a conversation with our kids. Steady making sure we talking to our kids. And making sure even our kids is making sure our kids is talking to their friends. To make sure their friends ain't doing dumb shit. Or trying to talk them into doing dumb shit like this. Because this is shit can give them chemical burns. Especially they trying to put it on their nether regions in certain areas like that trying to do waxing. Come on. Like, are you fucking for real, bruh? 
Are you serious? Do you see what one bad action can do to harm a multitude of people? Now, this motherfucker thought that, oh, well, if I go to the hospital, oh, it's burning my scalp. It won't come out. They won't do anything for me. Now, you're thinking that, well, won't nobody help me? Don't nobody got no sympathy for you because you knew when nobody going to have no sympathy for you. Ain't nobody finna have them. Well, I guess I'm just gonna shave it off and go bald. Well, go bald then. Go bald. Didn't nobody tell you to do it. Just like didn't nobody tell this 40-year-old chick to do it. You 20. She 40. What the fuck does that make it? Both of y'all together is 60. That makes it no better. The fuck? You have her age and you gonna do the shit? What makes what makes it? You even dumber than her because you half her age, you're going to do it. The fuck? It, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. All for what? Fame and clout. Fame and clout. Quick notoriety. Quick fame. You see that this person got, oh, she got clout. Oh, she oh. She got that real quick. I'm going to do it and come up. And you have people that are doing this. And it's going to be more. This is not going to be the end. And I, I just pray that this hurry up and get over. Because it's just, it won't stop. It's like, come on. And now it's to the point where people are actually saying that this is Gorilla Glue's fault. I'm like, how in the fuck is this Gorilla Glue fault? Well, they actually didn't put, you cannot put it on hair on the bottle. They shouldn't have to put it on the hair. If it says do not come in contact with skin, ain't your hair connected to your skin? That's kind of common sense. But like my mama always say, I guess common sense ain't so goddamn common, I guess. Common sense ain't so common because I don't understand that one. Tell me how, how ain't hair connected to skin. Oh, well, it don't say, it should say, it say clothes. Well, yeah, it should say clothes because some people, you know, will probably, you know, where it's on my, you know, don't get in contact with clothes because the clothes will stick to your skin, you know, might thinking that, oh, it's on the clothes, they ain't going to stick to my skin. No, that shit will skip in through your clothes and actually burn through your clothes and stick to your skin. That's why they tell you, do not come in contact with clothing. Do not come in contact with skin. Do not come in contact with eyes, nose, or mouth. Please seek medical treatment if due. Why? Because if it sticks to your clothing, it sticks to your skin, guess what? You're finna lose some fucking skin when it peels off. Trust me, I did the fuck up. And that was just by accident. And that was a small piece. I damn near died. Oh my God. And that was on my leg. Oh my God. 
I, I thought it was the end of the world. I knew, oh my God, she, she's gone. When, when will we, when will we see her again? It, it didn't even draw blood, but still, a piece of hair was missing. If she was hurt, shit. And you gonna put, and y'all wanna sue them. Y'all is out your mind. And, well, it's, it's, it's your fault. You should have put it on. So now Gorilla Glue actually have to put on there. Do not put on hair. You, what? Cover your ass, Gorilla Glue. Cover your ass. Put it on now. Do not put on hair. Do it. Cover your ass. Because that makes no sense. If this is going to open you up for lawsuits, and this actually is a craft glue, and it clearly says this is a craft glue, cover your ass. Make sure you put on that. Don't put it on your hair. Do not use for hair. Nah. Because that makes no sense. Cover your ass. Huh. On another note. Here in the Midwest. We got over 18 inches of motherfucking snow. I'm like, oh my God. I said, who? Who Jesus? Mm. On the outside of my patio, outside, like a damn Twinkie out there. I'm like, mm, looks like a Twinkie. First thing my sister said was, huh, you would say it looked like food. I'm like, well, forget you. You know I'm missing a gallbladder. You know a sister be kind of hungry sometimes. You know, y'all be here in my stomach. So y'all be here in my stomach. And that's only because I don't have a gallbladder. <laughs> I don't have a gallbladder. So, I don't know why it makes that noise. And not being eight, they don't have a gallbladder. So, it looks like a Twinkie. Like a little white snow Twinkie. I could just bite it hurt. But, yes. Um, we got dumped with more than 18 inches of snow. So, we are digging out out here in the Chicago land area. And not only that, we are expecting more snow. Like they're talking more snow. Like they saying like we haven't had snow like this. It's like, yo, like 1884. They said, um, Record snowfall, well, well, since they since they began keeping record in 1884. And, um, yeah. They said we could topple what happened um, in the 1970s when it was more than 40 inches. So... Let's keep our fingers crossed. But 
it seems as though we have been having a blanket of snow across majority of America, like Texas, um, Oklahoma, um, that you see in Texas pray for everyone that was in that, um, that pile up. You really, this is the time right now when we literally have to thank God and be grateful and be humble and be thankful for the little things that we do have and not sweat the the little things and prepare for the bit the bigger things now i know it's easier said than done because i'm i'm the first one that be going off the handle like yeah who put the spot on the floor but you know it's times like this when you see so much tragedy and so many tragic things going on and so much that makes you grateful and thankful for that spot on the floor. Grateful and thankful for them kids getting on your nerves. Y'all hear me bitch and moan all the time about them kids getting on my nerves. But I'm grateful that them kids getting on my nerves. You know? So, this is the time that, you know, be grateful and thankful because, you know, like my mama always said, it's always somebody going through it worse than you. You know, and it's always somebody that's got it better than you. You know, you are always going through it. And it's always somebody going through it worse than you. And you know, it's always somebody going through it better than you. And you always got it better than somebody else. But be grateful and thankful for what you have. And be humble. You know, don't take what you have for granted. Because what you have can be taken from you in the blink of an eye. Also, like my mama said, no, never miss the well. It's the well run dry. You know? So you enjoy what you have. Because, you know, shit ain't going to be the way it is forever. Right now, we dealing with this COVID, we dealing with the issues we have and we dealing with, with racial divide. We dealing with the country divided. We dealing with still the Republicans and Democrats divided. We dealing with a whole bunch of division. But it's not going to always be like this. It's not. 
I promise you it's not. I, I it's, It may look like it is, but it's not. With time and effort, all things will change. You know, this too shall pass with everything. It's just like a heartbreak. You know, any of y'all ever had your heart broke? Motherfucker just broke your heart. And if you ain't had your heart broke, you will. And when you do, it may hurt. It may feel like motherfucker just broke your heart. Oh, shit. He stumped on me. Oh, Lord. Oh, it hurt. But you know what? As time goes on, that pain gets less and less and less. And before you know it, you don't even feel that pain no more. It becomes dull and null and gone. And it's over. And it's just a distant memory. You remember the pain. You remember it. You never forget it. But it's no longer a bother. You get me? So, we all going through something. But be grateful and thankful for what you do have. And you are going through something. This too shall pass. Stay positive. Stay focused. Stay strong. Keep your eye on the prize. Stay motivated. Do not let anyone deter you from what your main goal is. Stay strong, stay positive, and stay humble. All right? We're going to end our podcast for today. We're going to end our podcast the way we always end our podcast. If no one told you they love you, I do. I truly, truly do. And make sure you do better today than you did yesterday and strive for a better tomorrow today. Thank you and good night.